What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today we're talking about a really important topic, which is going to be really relevant in almost every aspect of your life, but especially as an athlete, this is going to be super, super crucial. And the topic is metrics, so measuring your progress. This is a really overlooked aspect of athletic performance. A lot of weight loss people or muscle gain people, they'll track their, like how much weight they lose, gain, inches, progress pictures, all that stuff. But a lot of athletes will just kind of go throughout their training cycle and not track things. So we're going to get into that in today's episode. I'll let you know what to track, why it's important, and, and we'll go from there. But as always, just a couple quick announcements. The first one being, if you enjoy the episode, if it's very helpful for you, it would mean a lot if you went ahead and shared it with someone you think it would help as well. Like I say time and time again, the goal with this podcast is to really coach you for free and have it be as if you're in the private coaching program and I'm right by your side along the way. So I really want to add as much value as possible. And the more people we get listening to the podcast, the better, because that means we're helping more people. So if you find this episode valuable, just go ahead and share it with a friend, a family member, a coworker, a teammate, whoever you think it would benefit. Secondly, if you haven't already, I'd highly recommend downloading the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. Like I've said before, nutritional periodization is kind of that like overlooked factor in terms of maximizing your nutrition for athletic performance. So I wrote a whole ebook on it, 75 pages, nine chapters, literally outlines the step-by-step process that I use with every single one of my high-level athletes. So if you haven't already, if you're an athlete, a coach, a parent, I would highly recommend you giving it a read. And just a heads up, there will be a Cliff Notes version of it coming out. So I know 75 pages is like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. There's a lot of value in there, but I also understand some people might not have the time to read that. So what I'm going to do is come out with a two-page version that if you already have the ebook, don't worry, you'll get it as well. But that'll be a bonus along with it, which will kind of just lay out everything you need to know without all the explanation. So you can go and apply and execute immediately. But enough of me rambling. As always, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Like I always say, there's a ton of other podcasts out there that you could be listening to. I really appreciate the fact that you chose mine and that you've trusted me to kind of educate you when it comes to nutrition. So really, really appreciate it. And without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right. So like I said, today, we're going to talk about a really overlooked factor when it comes to improving your nutrition and improving your performance overall as an athlete. And honestly, this principle applies to just about any area of your life. Like this past weekend, um, I really realized this in terms of my business. And it also applies to your performance as an athlete, your performance in really most areas of life. So what is this key? What is this principle that a lot of people are overlooking right now, myself included? I was overlooking it for about a couple months, and it was blatantly obvious. That concept, that crucial concept that you must understand is the importance of measuring metrics. So measuring your progress. Because if you're working hard, you're training every day, you think you're eating healthy, but you're not measuring your progress, you're not measuring how you're doing, and you're not measuring the actions that you're taking to achieve that progress, you're gonna end up running in circles. You're gonna end up stuck, you're gonna end up frustrated, you're gonna end up wondering why you're not seeing the progress you think you should be seeing. So instead of ending up stuck and frustrated, get clear on what the situation is right now. The fact is a lot of people are afraid to look at the raw numbers. A lot of people are afraid to look at the raw data and objective data because it might not be what you want to see. You might look at it and be like, oh, you know what? I'm not performing to the best of my ability, but I'm also only training once a week. I'm also not even paying attention to what I'm eating. I'm also getting five hours of sleep. You start to realize like, damn, I was blaming everyone else. 
but this actually falls on me. Shit, like what do I do now? The good thing is now that you're tracking metrics, you know what to do. You know like what actions to take to achieve the outcome you wanna see. Now that you realize, okay, I'm only training once a week, now you know, you, you have the awareness, you can adjust that accordingly. So instead of training once a week, maybe you train three times a week or four times a week or five times. Maybe instead of going and winging it when it comes to your nutrition, what you do is track your food. Use my fitness pal and start to build out a macro prescription. If you need help doing that, just check out the free ebook. Like I said, it takes you exactly through that process. But the point being, you've got to track the metrics because without the metrics, you don't know what's going on. Sure, you might be successful. And if you're going from just starting, like if you're trying to make your way from the end of the bench to the starting lineup and you really weren't training before and you just start working really hard, you're going to see progress. Like, honestly, that's what I did my sophomore to junior year of high school. Like, I just worked really damn hard and it worked. But at a certain point, once you get to higher levels, like the collegiate level and the professional level as an athlete, whatever sport you're competing in, winging it and simply working hard isn't enough. You've got to be tracking metrics. You've got to be measuring your progress because that allows you to see what's working and see what's not. So if you're training seven days a week, but you're not getting the outcome you want to see, you, you track that, you realize, okay, the past three weeks I've trained every single day. It's been 22 days or 21 days since I've had an off day. I'm not seeing improvement. You know what? Maybe let, me, let me try adding an off day. In. So instead of seven days, you go six, you track that, and you realize, oh, wow, I feel so much better now. And you wouldn't have made that adjustment unless you were able to connect the dots, unless you would track those metrics in the first place. So that's why it's so important to do that. It's starting to make sense now? I think it's really, really overlooked. And like I said, I was doing the same thing in terms of my business. I was wondering, like, why are, not, why are there not as many clients coming in as I think there should be? Like, what's going on? Why is engagement not great on Instagram? Like, what's happening? When I looked deeper, it was really obvious what was happening. But I didn't know that because I wasn't tracking metrics. And going forward, I literally, like, put together a spreadsheet with all the metrics I'm going to track. And it keeps it super, super simple, super, super systematized. And... Another pro of this is that it kind of counteracts lack of motivation. So even when I'm not feeling motivated, I look at the spreadsheet, it's like, all right, I got to do this, this, and this today. No matter how I'm feeling, no matter if I feel motivated, if I feel like it, I'm like, eh, I want to take a break, I'm not feel, I don't feel like it. I have those raw numbers, I have that data, and that motivates me to just get it done and check those boxes for the day. Now, that's a conversation for a different day. But the point being, tracking those metrics is very important. You have the result-based metrics that you want to um, track, like are you getting closer to being in the starting lineup? Did you win the award? Did you sign the contract? Did you get the scholarship? Those are the results you want to get, but you also want to have metrics in terms of the actions you're taking. So like I said, the workouts, you, you how many workouts you do per week and, and things like that. So now that you understand the importance of metrics, I just want to go through a couple of different metrics that... I use with my coaching clients that I think will be really helpful for you. The first and really obvious one is super simple. It doesn't take any extra effort on your part is body weight, especially if you're working on your nutrition, tracking your body weight, even though your goal isn't fat loss or muscle gain or stuff like that, it might be, but if we're talking athletic performance right now, even though we're not going after an aesthetics based goal, it's very important to track your body weight because that makes sure you're at least not losing muscle. You might be getting a little bit. And it get, helps give us um, an idea of how the nutrition plan is working for you. So tracking your body weight would be super important. Um, I have all my clients do that. If you have a poor relationship with the scale, typically we see that in more like 
fat loss based clients. But if you're an athlete, it can still happen. It's totally okay. Nothing's wrong with you. Just don't stress about it. If that really stresses you out, stepping on the scale for whatever reason, just don't do it. It's totally fine. It's not a necessity. It's just another metric, another objective data point that we can have. So that's number one. And these are going in no particular order, by the way. The next one that I usually like to recommend that people track is what's called biofeedback. And it sounds big and complicated, like what the hell is biofeedback? Like, what does that even mean? But all it is are the non-scale markers of progress. And this is really important. As an athlete, like for fat loss and muscle gain and stuff like that, a lot of people focus on the scale and progress pictures and stuff like that. As an athlete, I would argue that biofeedback is probably the most important thing for you. Like how your energy levels are, how your, your mood is, how your hunger is, how your sleep quality is, how your training performance is. Obviously, as an athlete, that's very, very important. And that's not an all-extensive list of biofeedback. Um, I can do a separate podcast on that. I'm sure I've done one, actually, at some point on biofeedback, so definitely just go check that out. But the point being, you want to track that stuff. And what I have my coaching clients do is, as part of their tracker spreadsheet, where they track their macros and weight and stuff like that, another big section is biofeedback. So they'll rate their biofeedback on a scale of one to five. So one being terrible, five being absolutely amazing. And for hunger, it'd be like one is no appetite, five is absolutely starving. But that allows us to spot trends over time and see how your body is reacting to this approach to nutrition. And if we realize, okay, your energy is crap, your energy is a two out of five or one out of five, what's going on there? What's the action that's driving that outcome? And then once we see that, like, okay, you're not hitting your carbs on a daily basis. Focus on hitting the carbs. Suddenly energy improves. Or, oh, you know what? You haven't taken an off day in a little bit. You've been training multiple times a day, every single day. Let me just try taking two off days in a row. The metrics drive, the, the, the results are based in the actions. So if you're not getting the result you want to get, you have to track metrics based around your actions. That way you can adjust them. Make sense? So biofeedback is another really important one. And I would say that's probably as an athlete, the most important one that you're going to track when it comes to your nutrition and kind of training and stuff like that. So I would really highly recommend putting together a spreadsheet. Honestly, if you want to shoot me a DM, if anyone takes me up on this offer, if you shoot me a DM, I'll send you the spreadsheet that I use with my clients. If you want to use that track, 100%, I'll send it to you. Like no stress. Just shoot me a text, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. Um, some of you will take me up on that. Some of you won't. But if you want that, just shoot me a message. Like, there's no like secret, like hidden secret in there. It's just tracking your metrics. And I know it can be a little bit kind of tricky to put that together on Google Sheets or Excel. So definitely just go ahead and do that. But tracking biofeedback is a must in terms of metrics. The next thing you're going to want to track is or are progress pictures. Again, this isn't super important as an athlete, but if we're looking at your nutrition, especially if maybe you're in a fat loss phase right now, um, this can be super helpful. And like the scale, it's not, again, it's not the most important thing when it comes to athletic performance, but it's just another data point to have. It's another data point, and this can be very helpful when you put on weight, but you don't put on fat, because that's, that's, that's a possibility as well. And typically in progress pictures, what you'll see is that you actually look better. So that's why I like to track them anyway, even though we're not going after fat loss right now, we're not going after some like aesthetic transformation. I think it's still cool to document your progress and it's just another way to make sure things are going as planned. Typically with clients, I'll do those once a week. Once every two weeks is probably fine as well. I probably do that at least every month. Typically a month is going to be when you're going to see like the actual changes. Week to week, you're likely not going to see many changes because most people listening to this aren't aesthetic based 
um, like competitors and bodybuilding shows and stuff like that. When you get that lean, yeah, you'll see a difference. You can see a difference in like hours. But for most of the athletes and, and parents and coaches listening to this, you're probably not going to see any drastic changes at, for at least a month. The very next thing that you're going to want to track and another metric that you, you would likely want to track um, are weights in the gym or total volume in the gym. So like your sets, reps, weight, things like that. So you make sure you're progressing in your workouts when you should be progressing. Um, just like with your weight and your biofeedback and stuff like that and the macros with nutrition, those metrics, you want to make sure you're tracking your metrics in the gym as well. Um, in the weight room, super simple, just volume, uh, which would be sets, reps, weight, super, super simple. That way you can make sure you're progressively overloading when you're meant to be. And at least during the in-season phase, you can ensure that you are at least maintaining your, your strength during the in-season phase when you're competing all the time and stuff like that. So that's another very useful metric to track. The next one, I think this one, I, I mentioned this a couple of times before in the podcast, but just workout attendance. I, that, that's what I'm calling it. You can call it whatever you want, like however many workouts you do in a week, but however many times you show up to the gym, you get a workout done. I think this is super important because it can guide like your recovery strategies and your fueling strategies as well. And it can inform you to make an informed decision about how much you're going to train. So if you realize, you know what, I'm working my ass off every single day, seven days a week, but I'm not really getting the result to show for it. That can kind of guide your decision to be like, okay, you know what, let me take a rest day. Or you know what, let me take a deload week and just take a week or two off. Things like that, because this is a whole different topic for a different episode, but if you're constantly running yourself into the ground, you're probably not going to recover optimally. And you're not going to see results in terms of your performance, your strength, your skills, all that stuff. So you want to take rest days. You want to take deload weeks once in a while. Tracking that is going to be very helpful. And all these metrics work together. So like you can look at your biofeedback and realize, okay, my energy is crap. What action is driving that? Oh, my workout attendance log says that I trained 14 days in a row. Maybe you want to take that and dial it back. Or, oh, my food tracker says that I'm eating too little carbs. Maybe you want to fix that. The, the metrics drive the actions, which drive the outcomes. That's actually good. I kind of didn't even think of that right there um, until now. But metrics drive the actions, which drive the outcomes. Boom, I'm going to trademark that. I'm sure someone else has said that at some point before. It sounds like something I've heard before, so don't take this and think I'm saying that I made, up, made it up. But it's definitely true. The metrics are going to drive your actions, which are going to drive the outcome or the result that you're going to see. The last thing that I want to talk about, especially for like skill-based athletes, are just skill-based metrics. So like I was a basketball player. During my workouts, maybe you want to track your shooting percentage or um, your times and your runs and stuff like that. And that way, again, just like tracking your volume in the gym, you can make sure you're improving. And if you're not improving, you can look at your programming, your nutrition to see where you can fill in the gaps and where you can facilitate some more improvement. So again, just super, super simple. Sorry, my phone tripped out there for a second. But and that way, when you're, when you're training, when you're realizing, okay, my shooting percentage hasn't gone up, what can I do to change that? Maybe it could be practicing shooting more. Maybe it could actually be practicing less and giving yourself a break. But that way you have the metric, which you can experiment with. And then you make that adjustment. You still track the metrics. So you realize, okay, I trained less. I thought I was burnt out, but it's still not improving. So let me try training more. You can kind of tweak things there. So if you're a parent, uh, a player, a coach, this is all super, super helpful. 
So I think that pretty much wraps up like the metrics that I use with my clients inside of my coaching program. Hopefully a lot of these are going to be applicable to you and your situation, uh, whether you're a high school athlete, a college athlete, a pro level athlete, or even if you're not an athlete, like if you're a general population trying to gain, uh, gain muscle, lose fat, or if you're not, if, if for whatever, if for whatever reason you're listening to a, a, a nutrition podcast and you're not chasing a nutrition goal, this is really helpful in really any aspect of life, like business and stuff and school and stuff like that. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. As always, let me know if you have any questions about any of this stuff. Like I said at the beginning or in the middle of the podcast, if you want that spreadsheet that I use, just shoot me a message. I'll send it over. No stress. Like, seriously, like don't, I'm not going to charge you anything for it. Just let me know and I can send you an email with it. Um, I think it'll be super helpful for you because that way it actually gives you a, a strict way to track those metrics. So let, as always, let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if there's any way I can help you out. And last but not least, thank you so much for listening to the episode. And last but not least, I always say this like twice at every episode, at the end of every episode. If you haven't already, just go download the free ebook. It literally takes you through this entire process, full of metrics and like how much of each macro you should be eating, periodization and all that fun stuff. So go check that out. Link is down below. And that really is it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. And I will talk to you on the next episode.